It's car con carne. Let's eat in the car. It's car con carne. And here we are. It's Carcon Carne still stuck here in quarantine. And that's the plan. That really is the plan until at least January of 2021. I've made it quite comfortable. I've got a candle lit. It's lovely here. It's bucolic in my home office. I'm James Van Ostel, Carcon Carne, sponsored tonight by C&H Financial Services. C&H Financial Services offers a variety of products, ranging from traditional merchant accounts to a zero-cost payment processing solution, which eliminates the expenses tied to accepting credit cards. C&H also offers cost-effective commercial lending programs, which can help get your business the money it needs to make it through these unprecedented times. To learn more, contact C&H Financial Services at 855-600-2437 or go to chfs.us. My guest today, if you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube after the fact, he needs no introduction. He is one of the most recognizable faces in the Chicago music scene and has been for decades running. He is Jerry Bryant. He is the JB in JB TV. And uh, to say you've been through some shit in the past couple of years, doesn't even kick the door open on the whole story. I'm mixing metaphors, but oh my God, nice to see you, Jerry. Nice to see you too. You know, the last time I saw you was at Riot Fest uh, 2019. That's right. And uh, I got to tell you, that was one of the highlights of the summer because that was the first time that I went out in public after all my surgeries yeah. and everything. And uh, what a beautiful time we had. What a great experience with all the music and everything. And all of it's gone now. You know, this has been, as I'm calling it, it's been a bummer of a summer. That's all <laughs> that I can say. <laughs> That's it. Uh, oh, my God. So, yeah, I, I was at the Benefit Show uh, yeah. at Metro. I was I was DJing that in the balcony. I don't think we ever actually crossed paths that night because I was, I was stuck in the balcony as everything was happening on stage. That was a I was in Joe Shanahan's seat, which was cool. I got to say, during that whole thing, it was like reliving the 90s. It was such a magical night. It was wonderful. I mean, all the bands doing covers. You had Ray Gun on stage. You had Kill Hannah getting back together. What a night that was. It just felt so good, and the audience was so great. And uh, it was, it's a very, very special, special highlight of last year. And that was early on uh, last year. That was in March or April or something. Yeah. And, yeah. Then, and then, as you said, we crossed paths uh, at Riot Fest is like Gore's walking around. You got the who doing their thing. You talked to the who that day, didn't you? Yes, we did. The who were great. We went through the crowd. This is all stuff we can't do anymore. Do you uh-huh. realize how sad it is that we've got great venues like the Metro sitting vacant right now? You know, uh, it's just such a crazy time that uh, music has meant so much for all of us, you know, and it meant so much for my recovery because you know, I'm a music freak, so I'm always listening to everything except for opera. <laughs> but literally, I love music and it, it meant so much for my recovery to go through, you know, to hear all the different bands and stuff. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a very important thing. And, and to not have Lollapalooza and Riot Fest and all the great bands that come through, it's, it's been quite a, uh, a bummer of a summer is what I can say. <laughs> we should take a step back. I, I want to talk about your current circumstance, but we're talking about this thing you went through, assuming everyone knows what that was. First of all, JBTV, long-running music television show here in Chicago, supporting independent music. 
like a lot of people remember their first kiss, first romance. A lot of people remember their first experience with certain bands because of JBTV. I got and, it. Yeah. You know, just to stop you for a second. Uh, I've had a couple of people say it. They only watch JBTV because the neighbors would watch it and they could turn it up nice and loud and they could have sex. So I, I actually think that a lot of people actually conceived a lot of beautiful children out there all to some great music. I'd like to believe that too. So JBTV has been around forever. You went through the trial of the century. You suffered through cancer. You beat cancer. Which is crazy because Chadwick uh, Bosman, you know, he's the, that black Panther uh, guy, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, he had a loss 43 years old. It's we're still shocked by that. The exact same cancer. I have colon Mm -hmm. cancer. Uh, I have stage four. He only had stage three or something. And it just shows how early detection means so much. I didn't get early detection. I had a baseball-sized tumor. And uh, last la- a couple of labor days ago, which is now, what, two or three years, um, I had a scheduled uh, surgery that Monday of, of the Labor Day weekend. I'm going, you know, they're going to screw it up, so on Friday I cancel it. Somehow I run into Dr. McGee, who's my surgeon at Northwestern Hospital, and uh, he stopped me on the bicycle path. I was there with a lady friend walking. I never go out. We're finally walking somewhere. And he stops me and he goes, you really got to get this surgery. You know, I go, I'm going to put it off after summer. We got Lollapalooza. We got Riot Fest, like in October. He says, you don't have till October. <laughs> so he literally gave me a, um, uh, he, he, we scheduled a surgery for that uh, Tuesday or Wednesday. And it didn't work. I mean, it was terrible. It was like I was like in surgery for hours. He says you were within, you know, minutes of dying because, you know, if a tumor bursts, yeah, like uh, anything, it, it you can, you know, that it, it's no good. <laughs> so uh, see, and I'm smiling and I'm laughing through this interview because that's the kind of relationship we have. And I, I you, me you too. Bring, I love it. I, I but I, I, we're talking about serious stuff. So I, I don't want to minimize anything you went through, but I'm used to joking around with you, but th- this is unbelievably heavy I was stuff. joking around to the, I mean, literally when they wheeled me into the surgery, you know, in the, it, they got some of the best, uh, you know, operating rooms. And it was so awesome. They had a 65 inch 4k TV. They got this robotic equipment. They got all these high tech monitors. Um, I was in good hands and I'm a guy quite honestly, that didn't take my health seriously. For uh, 60 some years, I didn't go to a doctor. I've been eating terrible food, drinking tons of Diet Coke, although I still am drinking Diet Coke. Yeah, that's a pretty big vice for me, too. I got to be careful. But um, again, I was very positive through it. And when I went through eight rounds of chemotherapy, uh, I've gone through like five surgeries now. Um, You have to stay positive through all this stuff because I think your mental attitude is more important than anything. And um, when I was in chemotherapy, you know, they got a thing called culinary care, which brings you food uh, for if you're in chemo. So anybody out there that's going through chemotherapy, culinary care will deliver some food while you're at chemo. uh, So it makes it a little easier. But, you know, everybody's sort of laying there like, oh, I'm so depressed. And everybody's like, and I was like more, I'm going to stay upbeat as much as I can. And you have your ups and your downs and your really low periods and stuff. But um, you fight through it, you know, and. And uh, that's been the biggest fight of my life. And uh, I had a great hospital, a great team of doctors at uh, Northwestern. I got like eight or 10 doctors now. They, got, they seem to have a doctor for every inch of your body. <laughs> so, so take so. me back to the diagnosis. They told you that. Was it, 
one of those moments where just all the air went out of the room? Do you, was it like an out-of-body experience? Well, you know, when they tell you you don't have much time to live, um, because this is a very, you know, colon cancer is a very uh, terrible cancer to go through. Yeah, um, I, I can only imagine. I worked, and, and even when I got out of surgery against doctor's orders, I was already back at the studio doing shows, you know. It, uh, it was really cool. I got to tell you, you know, uh, when the Wombats came in the town for Lollapalooza, that was 2018, I believe. Uh, the Wombats were there. Um, I set up a show and my, my surgeon, uh, Dr. McGee, uh, listened to the Wombats during my surgery. And I was so impressed that uh, he's listening to that kind of music, you know, and he's like, he just loves uh, my, it, it literally, I'd like to do a TV show of just what surgeons and doctors music playlists. Cause you know, when they're in surgery, I was in surgery for eight or 10 hours or something. They listen to music and stuff. And, uh, that's cool. So as they're going after your colon, you're still, a, you're still an influencer. You're still making <laughs> stuff happen. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. So I, I get fast forward to today. How are you feeling? I am feeling incredible. I just had some more final surgery because, uh, with stage four cancer, um, I had an ostomy bag for a while, which is the worst thing. I said, if I have to get that, let me die. I got it. <laughs> and you, you just you find a way to make it. Yeah. You you know, and that's the worst thing in your life. When I went at the beginning, it's like, I can't do this, but you do it. And now it's gone. I got the ver reversal. But then they had a couple of surgeries and stuff after, you know. So I did my last surgery like this last month and I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm uh, I got to tell you, I was expecting in January, we had all these plans for a great, like you did, and like all these bands and all the venues and all the different the stages that are shooting films and stuff. People were booked up most of the year already. Sure, of I course. Mean, we were probably planning at the radio station. What are we doing for Riot Fest this year? Oh, yeah. How about the, you guys got the picnic show. We got this going on and we got that. It was all exciting in January. 2020 was going to be the year that we're all going to have so much fun. We're going to rock. We're going to have everything going on. And uh, look what happened. It just it all went to a dead end, you know. And then on top of it, my condo got uh, water damage. The people upstairs, a couple of floors up or something, had a water thing happen with their washer and dryers. So then I have water damage on top of all this. So it, they throw things at you. But, you know, if life was easy, <laughs> You know, and I guess after if you're dealing with colon cancer and all the surgeries associated with that, everything else probably seems relatively like a walk in the park because yeah. that, that, that is that was the fight of your life. It literally well, you look at everything differently. I, I don't look at the same things now like I used to, you know, I mean, up until this last uh, up until this year, I was working 18, 20 hours a day for 35 yeah. years straight. You know, I mean, at one time when I first started out with Joe Kelly, we had a company called Super Spots. We did imaging for all the radio stations, about 300 radio stations, you know, like uh, KLOS Los Angeles, you know. Uh, 610 KFRC San Francisco Z100, you know, those kind of stations. You know, the loop, we did stuff for them sure. in the day, you know. So that's what we made money on. And JBTV was totally a hobby. And um, JBTV grew out of, uh, I'd get these, these music video reels. So we'd use them in the TV commercial with Madonna, but on the same reel would be all these other artists. And uh, that's how JBTV started. I'm going to play these videos because MTV ain't playing them, you know. Right. <laughs> that's so amazing i i i'm gonna sidetrack myself because now that you bring that up i feel like the time is right finally uh for what you've been doing for years what mtv used to do i feel like the time is right for a 24-hour streaming video channel 
I, I, especially since bands can't tour. I feel like we're on the precipice of what could be a, a music video renaissance right now. Well, isn't it already? Have you watched any of the TV shows? Everything's a music video in reality. Right. Now. But it's know, not, it hasn't been channeled in that way. Yeah. And I, I, really well done. I'm impressed with some of the quality these bands are coming up with, you know. But music never, ever stops, does it? No matter what you do. No, all the tours have stopped, but music is still getting out there on the Internet. You know, like a Scott Lucas. Is he still doing his uh, his broadcasts on the Internet like he was? He's there? doing less of them. Scott's one of the, the most clever, innovative guys I know. And amazing. He, he, he said Scott Lucas of Local H. Yeah. Um, he really set the tone for the creative community. I, we all were thrown off our game. Like, how do we move forward? I was. Uh, I did a podcast in my car for six years. Yeah, I couldn't do that anymore. As of mid-March, my choice was walk away from podcasting, whatever momentum I had, or find another way to do it. And you know, here we are. You are in your condo right now. You're not at JBTV. No, no. Well, the JBTV studio, uh, we closed. We had to close it last year. Um, it just got too expensive and everything. And I was working out. We were going to do this year was the year we were going to be doing a lot of shows from the Metro. Yeah. And from all the different venues, you know, live on location stuff, you know, is what we were trying to do um, and have some cool early matinee shows, you know, like just special private things, you know, private before the main show would be, you know, I love that. Whatever. So we were talking about doing all that kind of stuff and had a lot of plans going. And it's literally we got all this. We got all this stuff going. And it's like, oh, well, COVID hit, you know, <laughs> and that's so, that stopped everything. So here we are in the present day. I. I saw something my my coworker, a mutual friend, Lauren O'Neill, posted uh, about your GoFundMe. Yeah, Lauren, saw, amazing. She is, and I looked at it. I'm like, Jesus Christ! Is there anything else Jerry has to deal with? Like, what, what now? So you're facing eviction? Yeah, that's the latest thing. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's uh, <clears throat> excuse me, it's uh it's a condo thing. You know, where there are all these rules and regulations and everything. Um, so I got behind because of my cancer. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't do it. I mean, for literally three years, uh, I've been under, you know, surgeries and stuff. And we've still been doing shows, which I was able to do all the way up until December, you know. And um, and then this year we were going to do all the stuff. So anyhow, I got behind on everything. But it wasn't an issue because in January we had like you have, you know, you got that cool. What's, what's the sponsor you have? You have some sponsor. That'd be CNH Financial Services. Yeah. CHFS.us for more information. Yeah, I mean, you have a sponsor that's picking up the cost of doing things, and it costs a lot of money to do things. And um, so I got behind, especially when I wasn't uh, doing anything for my surgery. You know, I mean, I was worried about I was more into my health and into the music and doing the show. I never yeah. missed a show, incidentally, even during all my surgeries. Doesn't surprise <laughs> me in the least. So uh, people can catch us now on Can TV 19 every Thursday night at 1030. You know, uh, it's sort perfect. of like this, you know, it's, we're doing a show just like you are, you know, right. But, you so. have to pivot. It's, it's change find a way to keep behind. moving forward. Yeah. So Look I got at it as an opportunity. Yeah. So I got behind and they've been threatening me and threatening me and threatening me. So uh, sort of one of the things was let's do a GoFundMe and see if we can 
raise some money. And I hate doing that because I hate asking people for money because right now there, there, there are uh, bartenders and people working in the food industry and all the different venues and, and all the people, the support staff in the venues and, and the venues themselves and all the artists out there that uh, aren't on tour because that's how they make their money right. is selling their stuff, going on tour. So this is something that everybody is having a problem with. It's not just me. It's, this is a, you know, this is this is a uh, industry wide thing, especially in our industry, in the music industry. But it it spans all the different businesses. I walk around downtown Chicago and there are restaurants and outdoor seating, but they're not like filled the capacity. There's right. two tables. I don't know how people are going to get through this whole thing without the government coming in or someone helping all of us, you know. Uh, so, um, you know, they that's how the whole thing started with the GoFundMe thing, because I didn't I don't really like asking people for money. I think, well, no, it's it's it, it takes it takes courage and a little bit of humility. It, it's not easy, although I also don't like the fact that I look at how much money these political campaigns are raising. I mean, it's obscene what uh, these candidates are raising to do their, you know, their their campaigning or whatever. You, you would think they would be able to put some free TV PSAs on or something, you know, instead of all this other stuff. I mean, they raise millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars. And uh, it seems like the people, just the common ordinary people in the world just are getting left out on every day, more and more stuff, you know? And now I wasn't eligible for the unemployment or anything because I'm self-employed, you know? Um, but, um, you know, the people, I, I, you know, they didn't even get their checks. They were all cut off. What people were getting like 600 extra dollars or something. Right. And uh, then they had the payment checks with Donald Trump's name on it, you know, didn't get that. But, um, you know, but the point is people need that. And uh, so it's not just me. I, I, I think it's 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 a lot of people out there that are in the same situation I am, you know. And and, maybe you should uh, just run for office or say you're running for office. Maybe that would that would help. I, you know, I couldn't do that. You know, I'm Jerry Bryant and I approve this message. I'm Jerry Bryant. I love smoking pot. <laughs> I don't think they would like that, would they? <laughs> And I got to tell you, for those of you out there um, that are ha going through cancer or uh, any kind of uh, stuff, uh, medical marijuana, medical cannabis has really been a good savior for me. It's helped me through the the whole thing, the nausea with chemotherapy sure. that you go through. It, it It is a lifesaver. So cannabis is, I got to say, it's a healing drug. I don't know if it's good for COVID, but uh, although if we get that out there, I'd love to hear Donald Trump go, Okay, everybody start smoking pods. <laughs> well, I listen, I'm all for we're in this period of collective trauma and I want to get back to you. But mental health is, is a legit concern. And I was saying this last night when I had Ayatoya on. I, I, I want to be able to talk more about this and have this discussion more openly and frequently because everyone has their the shit they're going through right now. I mean, you basically said it. If you're not directly affected by unemployment or lost wages, someone close to you is. And it's how do you cope? Hopefully you do so constructively and productively, but if weed is the answer and that takes the edge off, fucking great. What, what, this, this is hard stuff. It, it, no one has it easy right now. But to the point of helping you, no, you're not a, a politician. Everyone's hurting, but you have given people free entertainment for decades and you're a part of our lives. And I think it's, it's okay that you ask for help. Well, that's what, <laughs> and here we are. Here we are, you know, so that's so, what, fund me thing. You know, all we need is some rich per I, I wonder over all the years, 35 years, there's got to be what is the absolute richest viewer I had over those years? I mean, I don't know, you know, but there's got to be somebody out there that, uh, you know, 
is probably very, very wealthy, made tons of money on those. <laughs> the, the stock market's booming. <laughs> so are you, are you basically just looking for a sugar daddy? Is that, what, that what's going on here? That's it. I need a sugar daddy. <laughs> you ain't getting anything in return, but, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Access to the video library, the archives. Yeah, we, incidentally, uh, that's going. Uh, you know, I did find an investor uh, in uh, last year. Uh, that has now taken the video archive, which I had like, you know, five or 6,000 constant uh, yeah. tapes and maybe 1500 concerts. I have maybe, you know, uh, 50,000 music videos. Uh, so all those tapes are being shipped out to Los Angeles where right now they're being digitized. And, um, thank, I thank God. And that's long, long overdue. And so that's happening. Um, but during that process, I can't do anything. You know, I'm just sort of here. I mean, we can't make money or anything at it, you know? Because it's just cost, you know, it's a, it was a fortune they spent on it. And then Christian White, who's my good friend uh, in Los Angeles, he's doing a, he's working on a movie of JVTV. No, and got signed line, too, because that was sort of going to go in the production this year, you know, like, uh, like a like a fictionalized account or like a biopic. And yeah. You know, where they uh, and they and he wants to go and talk to all the different people, like talk to Moby or. Henry Rollins or some of these people that are still around uh, when they had their first experiences on JVTV. Cause you know, a lot of these bands I, I had at the very beginning of their career oh, yeah. on the show. And that's, what's so exciting about what I've done over the years. You know, I love working with the brand new bands, the brand new artists out there, you know, cause uh, that's when they need the help the most, you know, when they get, become big, remember BTS, you know, their first television appearance, Anywhere, right at JBTV. And literally the week later, they uh, got a billboard award and boom, they're off and they're everywhere now, you know? I agree. So you've been part of this. You, you, that's that's your thing. You help shepherd these new young bands and you're you're beacon of light in this community. It gets me so excited to- uh, Yeah, me too. I get it. Business and that keeps me positive. You know, I'm never, I got to tell you, no matter how far down, you got to stay positive. And that means so much, you know, and I got to say, I don't drink or anything, but uh, that's a bad thing. When you start drinking and you're depressed, it really gets bad. That's why I like For sure. pot because it, you can, it's controllable versus when you drink, which I love drinking. I haven't drank now in quite a while, but you know, back in the old days when you go by the house of blues there or hang out, you know, at the smart bar or something and uh, get all screwed up, you know, that's uh, okay. But I don't like this, the part where you're sick and the, and the hangover the next day, you know, I want to be ready to rock and roll and just, you know, be positive. So, or, or the replaying of what you did the night before, like, Oh my God. I can't believe that they, yeah, no good. So let's go back to the GoFundMe because I, I think we're yes. doing a terrible job of, of selling people on the need to help you. Uh, I mean, you know, if uh, you're great at selling music, I don't know if you're as good as selling people on, on the GoFundMe. It, it's it to me. There are so many people in the same situation I am in. You know, uh, I wish we could help everybody. Is my point. You know, it's, of course. Um, it's really you know and. The reason I got behind on my stuff is only because, you know, my cancer. And when they tell you, oh, get your financial affairs in order because you don't, you know, you got stage four cancer. You don't have much time left. And here it is, you know, three years after. <laughs> right. So rocking. So, you know, I sort of put it's all my fault. I, I let things go. You know, <laughs> I just sort of gave up on some things and just took care of this stuff because, you know, I had I have no insurance and it costs a lot of money and just the medications when you're taking chemotherapy oh, and 
you go to the, you know, the, 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 the CVS or, you know, the Walgreens, it's just a fortune for these drugs, you know? Uh, so, uh, but I'm through all that now. So I'm like, I'm ready to, to go out there and, uh, you know, I, I got a full studio here in my house, <laughs> which I don't want to tear apart. That's one of the things too. You know, I want to stay operational, even though we've got another studio we can work out of, but you can't work out of any place. Now you're out of your house. Isn't it like all the radio stations are out? Everybody's out of their home now. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm at a point now where there are four people in my home, all in opposite corners of the house on different zoom calls. Really? Oh yeah. It, wow. It's it's crazy. We've got two people conducting business and the other two people conducting cl- or participating in education. Uh-huh. That, that's the new reality. I mean, I've got high school, college, and the workforce happening all under one roof right now. It's, it's wow. nuts. You see, I'm in the ultimate bachelor pad. There's nobody here to bother me. I'm just like, <laughs> I, the place has become a mess and I'm gaining weight because I'm eating crappy food like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches at four in the morning. You know how that goes. You know, yes, M&Ms, you know how any of the junk food after midnight tastes so much better than it does during the day. Uh, you're talking to a guy, Jerry, who uh, <laughs> just had root beer and a vanilla custard uh, mm-hmm. about 20 minutes before we jumped wow, on the call. I, I, Culver's. Really? Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I get what you're saying for sure. So if people want to help, where's the GoFundMe? Can we get to it from your website or from your socials? Uh, I think you just go to the GoFundMe and type in, I think I put down JBTV host uh, uh, is is about to be evicted or something. I I, <laughs> I, I, I literally, I, I, <laughs> yes, go there. No, now it's on, it's on GoFundMe. And um, uh, I guess I could send you. Yeah. Okay. I don't, here's I don't what it says. Here's I what it, I'm going to help. Can I help you with this? You, you don't you know by now and we do i still have podcasts on your on your network there uh i think we yeah they kind of fizzled out but yeah i sort of figured but uh you know how hard it was for me just to post those podcasts when i had chris vicente who incidentally rest his soul he passed away at 45 years old last year he was another tragic thing that hit us you know um he had a brain aneurysm and he was my right hand guy at JTV. Yeah. Everybody probably knows him. He was there. He was with the blowhorn going, turn your phones off. Don't do you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and it's amazing how um, someone that young, 45 years old, it's crazy passes away like that. And I'm still around at 60. I'm, I'm turning 69. Can you believe that this year? I really can't. Nine years old. I, I am like the oldest fart there is, but I can't relate to anybody who's in my age group. Anymore. You can you can't relate to people 30 years younger. I'm going to read your GoFundMe because I, I want to help you raise funds. Jerry Bryant of JBTV. Well, you see, James, that's why you are the professional. And I'm that's just hanging out here having fun. That's right. I, I'm that guy, too. Uh, the headline is keep JBTV host from eviction. That's good. It, headlines use the most interesting words. Eviction. That That's a good one. Uh, I'm Jerry Bryant host and founder of JBTV, a music TV show out of Chicago for over 35 years, produced over 9,800 hour-long episodes nonstop featuring music from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Artists like the Smashing Pumpkins, Radiohead, BTS, The Joy Formidable, Jeff Buckley, and thousands more all have performed on JBTV. But COVID-19 hit and changed the JBTV show, forcing the closing, closing of the JBTV studios. Now JBTV continues from my home TV studio, but building a full TV studio in a condo has taken its toll. Expenses have been nonstop and COVID-19 stopped all tours. Thus only zoom interviews, zoom interviews. 
fuck that. With the lack of income, I desperately, I added that. With the lack of income, I desperately need to keep JBTV going, but that needs a home. My home is slated for an eviction, all from COVID-19 shutdown. If you have any amount to help my cause, please donate to keep the JBTV home alive. Won't you please help this man so he stays in his condo? That's it. I just want to help you get get some money here, Jerry. Well, thank you. Um, I mean, again, that's I just you know whatever comes in comes in. I'm just I, here. I, here's I, the way I have fun for you know every all the donations I've received and all the support and all the the I, I like the comments. A few comments are on there. Like uh, I grew up watching your show since I was 14 and stuff like that. You know, I mean, it's so rewarding to know that. Uh, I had something to do like you do when you're on the radio, you know, how it affects people. Music does, you know, mm-hmm. it, um, it's a very important thing for everybody. I, I, I want you to be able to not overthink asking people for money. This is, it's a weird time for everybody, but I think everyone gives what they can if they, if they want to. And I, I'm in a situation, God, when all this broke, every restaurant had to go fund me, every bar, every venue, every band, everyone I ever knew. And you give what you can to as many as you can. And I, I haven't given great amounts of money to anybody because I haven't had it, but I've given what I could across the board. And I think that, that's all you can ask for is people, you know, if you could spare a couple bucks, we get it. No, no one's, you know, super wealthy here. We're just, if you can help and want to go for it. Uh, Meg, Meg's sorry on the Facebook live just wrote JBTV was a staple at high school sleepovers. Wow. High school sleepovers. Ooh, <laughs> stop it. Uh, Eric says, love you guys. He's referring to everyone at JBTV. Michael says, rock on Jerry. Uh, Dan says, I love JBTV. Great to see wow. this. Thank you. Blue heart prayer hands. So yeah, you, you have your, your fans and followers. So let's, let's assume let's fast forward. Let's say, you, you make your $20,000 goal or you make enough that you can keep moving forward. What's, what's your plan for JBTV? Well, I want to get JBTV on like a, uh, you know, like maybe a WGN or a, or a Fox 32 or a CW 26, you know, on a bigger TV set. Cause right now I'm on public access temporarily. Uh, but I want to restructure the show and I want to do more live shows again. I want to go out and uh, have artists on the show. I want to have bands perform. Um, and uh, we have a couple of locations already planned that can be socially distanced. Uh, but again, we got to find a sponsor. So I really what I'd really want to get is if there's any sponsors out there, you know, like the big, you know, like the big corporations, they got to have a few dollars laying around. Aren't they all did? You know, I heard that Amazon said it could go bankrupt. How is that possible? <laughs> you know, I mean, everywhere I go, all I see are Amazon, everything, you know, <laughs> their trucks are up and down my street all the time. And yeah. All we need is a little truck like that with a bunch of the equipment inside, and then we could go places and do TV shows, and you know. But uh, no, I want to get I want to get the show on a bigger station again, and because uh, you know, for a while we were on WJYS, I felt like the, you know, on that station, the management, everybody there is great because we we were on there for years. But they're a religious station, you know. I felt like, oh, the devil shows on, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, because they had all praise Jesus, you know, all the rest of the time, and. Uh, what can I tell you? Yeah, I'm a spiritual guy. I was going to be a priest. That's a little history you guys never knew, you know, from growing up. Really? Yeah. Nomine Patria, Feria, Spiritus Sante. There you go. <laughs> you, you took a sharp turn in the other direction. Praise Jesus. Although, I mean, you, you, you do. I mean, you have your pulpit. You have your. Uh... Nah, I, I, 
I, you know, it was all a double standard in church. That's why I got out of it. Uh, to me, you got to do things like JBTV has been very pure all these years. It's all been about the music and the artists. Uh, you know, it's hard for me, even with sponsors. I, I support sponsors for years. We gave away, we had a thing with, uh, a company called Mac Mall, where we gave away iPads, Apple iPads. Remember when uh, Sony had those little mini disc things? The re- oh, yeah. yeah. We gave those away. So we were involved with sponsorships many times with many different places over the years, you know. And that's how JBTV always did things. But it was cool because we would give away stuff, you know, to people. When they came into the studio, they would get something. Oh, yeah. Know, a little gift bag of something or whatever, you know. Uh, sometimes they were liquor sponsors and I go, damn, I don't think, <laughs> can we get Coke? <laughs> I mean, Coca-Cola, not Coke. Yeah. Right, right. No, that's yeah. So JBTV, hopefully you can land that, that sponsorship and kind of blow it back up to where it should be. Well, uh, I'm we, confident we can because, uh, people neglect a lot of good music out there. And a lot of times it takes a little television show like JBTV to expose these artists, you know? And what's cool is uh, over the years, I'll have someone say, oh, I hate the Smashing Pumpkins, one of the biggest bands around. You know, when I first put them on, oh, Billy sounds this, I hate this band, whatever. And all of a sudden, look where they go. It's the same, you know, I mean, you know how that is where mm-hmm. people make, you know, they, they think that, oh, that that's a terrible band or a terrible song. And, uh, but it takes airplay. It takes getting noticed. And a lot of times just to have those first television experiences with artists, it's, it's rewarding. You know, I mean, when Radiohead came to town, they were, you know, we did the first performance at the Metro there, you know, it was legendary. Jeff Buckley, another one that was oh, yeah. amazing. And Jeff Buckley at the time, nobody really cared about him. He had his fan group. I mean, he had it. There. Oh, I agree. He, his, his star rose posthumously. And uh, he, you know, and I remember the record people because he did the concert at the Metro, the final concert. And um, they kept telling him, you got to rock and roll. And he goes, you know, I do my music from my heart, not what you want me to do. But he did kick out the jams in the middle of the show, you know, and and then he did a stage. He didn't do a stage dive, but another band member did. And I thought that's just so cool, you know, that, hey, I can rock and roll just as good as anybody can. But I'm doing the music that comes from my heart, not what you want and that is so emblematic of that time 1993 1994 as pearl jam nirvana the pumpkins stone temple pilots are happening yes. yeah you gotta rock a little more come on you're on you're on a sony label we we, we got to make our money back on this kick it up a little bit well look at radiohead you know uh everybody thought oh they got to sound the same you know and i remember when he even when he first came to town uh he was talking about tom was um uh how creep he doesn't, he doesn't want to do that song. We're going like, well, you really got to do creep. It's like your hit. And he goes, well, I'm going to do it with the original, you know, where it's so fucking specials, where are they saying, you know, and I'm so fucking, you know, that one instead of, you know, it's very special. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so um, but he did it that way. And then the second time he came in when we shot Radiohead at the Metro, we said, you got to do the song. We get requests for it all the time. I like, you know, he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> and he took the mic out, you know. And let the audience go. And I'm a creep. <laughs> See, and everything you just described is something I hate that artists do. Uh, respectfully, uh, regarding Radiohead, you have to assume that everyone as a band, everyone who's at your show, of everyone who's there, there's someone there who's seeing you for the first time. And that person who's seeing you for the first time may be there because of that big hit. And that, that's their gateway drug. And the, that whole being too cool or disinterested in playing the thing that made a bond between 
that member of the audience in you in the first place. I, I don't like that. I, 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 that's a big turnoff. That was a hard song for him because his father was a drunk, evidently. And uh, that song had a lot of other things, issues around it, you know. Um, so I can understand from an artist standpoint how they do it. But I, 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 understand, I also realize that I want to hear the same thing when I heard the Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream, when they first did the record release party we taped at the Metro. Uh, just how the excitement was, you know, when he when he's doing his, you know, today. I mean, just the way the song and the speed of it. And now when you hear it, it's a little faster. It's a little this. Even when you hear the album version, you know, there was something about that live, that first show that he did when he debuted that album. Were you there for those? There was three nights at the yeah. Metro. Uh, they were just so special. And we, we shot the second night is the one that we did. It was the industry night was what Friday, then Saturday was the regular crowd, you know. Uh, so um, but just hearing those songs loud and in a concert, you know, with all your friends around and everything. It's such a great experience. And people are missing those experiences right now because people just don't. Mm -hmm. You know, this COVID-19 thing has just destroyed the music business overnight. And it destroyed, you know, a lot of experiences. Just think of all the people that aren't hooking up right now at clubs. <laughs> it's true. But it goes back to something we were talking about earlier. And it's something I've talked about a lot on this podcast over the past six months. Artists need to innovate around this. It sucks. Okay. And it, it's totally appropriate to mourn the loss of what was and what may not be again for a while. How do you, how do you work your way through this? How do you, how do you work around? And it, it's not easy, but some bands, you, you mentioned Scott Lucas of low clay, some bands are figuring it out. And well, he did some shows at a drive-in, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's interesting because drive-ins lost all. I remember at the beginning of this COVID thing, I was talking to Christian in LA, on our, our, our little TV thing that we were doing. And we were saying, Hey, you like, um, you know, drive-ins are going to come back now because nobody went to drive-ins, but now they're quote hot again, you know, and it's the only place people can make out, I guess, like the old days. I've the always, to me, the, the drive-ins always been this quintessential American experience. Yes. It's great. You can pack up the family and forget making out. You can bring the kids a, a cooler, a, one of those folding chairs you get from Dick's Sporting Goods, mm -hmm. play Frisbee, play catch before the, before the movie, chill outside under the moon. I mean, I've always enjoyed the drive-in and I, I'm, I lamented their disappearance everywhere. There was the one in uh, West Chicago that went away. There was one in Kenosha. And the only one standing for a while was the one in McHenry. But yeah, now there's a legit need for them. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm excited that they're coming back. And the concert experience, Local H started by doing those two shows downstate. I went to the first of those two. It was cool. Mm -hmm. It was one of those old school drive-ins that has two screens on either side of the, the drive-in. They had like their video program, like all the cool video stuff they they kind of put together uh -huh. on one screen. The performance was on the other screen. It was awesome. Wow. Yeah, it's uh, again, we're all going to get through this and everybody and a lot. I, I got to say, these artists right now are probably writing some of the best music in their careers that we haven't heard yet. You know, I think out of this is going to come a baby boom. Oh, uh, yeah. Those, you know, for those who are still, you know, in couple relationships and not living alone. And uh, I believe a lot of good music is going to come out of this uh, stuff that's just going to blow people's mind, you know, and the creativity of this, the stuff that's been going on with all the different artists, with how they're trying to do their music, you know, and and again, like you were saying earlier, it's all about I think the music videos are back. I really do. And I'd love to do a music video channel. But the problem is when you put stuff up on YouTube, I don't know if you've had this problem. It gets taken down. It, it they're like they'll like mute Copyright. it. Right. Yeah. 
it's like I, I don't understand why there's that kind of censorship. And now music videos, I don't know how to play those. You know, I've got 50,000 of the best music videos anywhere. And I got 50,000 videos of stuff that no one's seen except for our viewers over the years. You know, but those special one hit wonder artists or the artists that are just in the cracks and then they they gave up and went on to do something else. You know, those are the bands that uh, I still like to do a feature on. Yeah. You know? Uh oh. What's going on here? Sure. You're talking about one-hit wonder bands that no one has heard of or remembers. Mm -hmm. Ever heard of this band, Vigil? Vigil. It sounds sort of familiar. No. Did they ever do a music video or? Maybe they did. They basically fell off the face of the earth. I tracked down the bass guitarist on Facebook because I want to talk to him about this band. Saw them open up for the Stranglers in 87 at Metro. Mm -hmm. And uh, bought the record. And then I forgot about them. I got a bug to rediscover them about a year ago. Couldn't find them on digital. Like they don't exist on any streaming service. Had to buy the vinyl. Uh, there are so many bands like this, to your point. And this was just top of mind. So I dragged that out. So many bands that just, they had their moment and then they just disappeared. And they're all in the JB. It, it's like, remember that X-Files scene where, um, I forgot what it was, but it's like this endless vault of hidden government secrets it just goes on forever. That that's how I envision the JBTV vault of music. Like all these hidden things from the past that are just they're all filed away. Yeah, yeah, and they're just they're every day they get a little more less you know worth. I mean they they just they deteriorate a little because they're on videotape, and that's why yeah. we're uh, we're trying to get them. You know, uh, but that's a lot of money. It's 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 going to cost a lot of money to do that. Luckily, I don't you know I don't have the money. I have an investor that's doing that. You know. But um, but that's going to be fun to go through all that at some point and see all the stuff again, you know. God, I, I have all Plus, my old. But the point is, you showed that cool album right there. You know, uh, for those of you listening on the podcast, it's a beautifully designed album cover. Some a lot of work went into that. They pressed that album. They had to record that album. A lot of creativity went into it. That was someone's dream. That this is how we're going to make our our big break or whatever. And yeah. their dreams are now there, but their music lives on and music never dies. And, and uh, I, I really feel that there's a lot of bands that uh, even though that's why if you're a musician out there, times are tough. Do not give up. Do never, never, yes. no matter what it is, never, ever, 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 ever give up on your dream. Stick to it no matter what, and no matter what they throw at you with me, they throw a cancer at me. They throw evictions. They do this. You just move ahead and keep on going, you know, and, and if you give up, it's so easy to give up because then for the rest of your life, you know, if I only did this, if I only would have done that, I've heard so much of that from old people that I hang around with, you know, if I only would have taken that deal or whatever. Um, wow. I don't know if you heard that. There's a, I no, did. Uh, a motorcycle outside. Have you noticed the motorcycles are so noisy in the city here? I was just having that conversation. It seems like every broken muffler loud engine vehicle known to man has driven past my window in the past two weeks they're all just driving around right now they nowhere yeah. to go they're just have you um circles have you experimented like walked around the city and seen how things are changing or how businesses are trying to come back or no i i, I hate to say it i i haven't been out i mean i i'll go out and get get my groceries i'll, I'll do carry out from local restaurants but i don't spend much time anywhere i mean i it, yeah I go to I go to Jewel <laughs> and, uh, you know, to the hospital every week. I have to still got blood tests and stuff, you know, um, but um, 
Uh, it just seems like a lot, a lot has changed in these poor businesses. You know, I, I look at, um, you know, I, although I think the protests and stuff, I'm all for those. I have no problem with that. But there, there seemed to have been a group of people, especially which, which came in and did some d- destruction. The very, very targeted, very um, organized, you know, and uh, and how they hit certain things. I, I thought that was strange because it was like someone was trying. It's like Wag the Dog. Remember that film? Of course. Like that's what these people are doing to the, the these peaceful protests, you know, when they come in and do that. But that's off the subject. But I just thought, you know, I look at all, all the, the property. Anything can be fixed. But there's like this little store over here with the, the guy's 80 years old. He was on all the different TV stations, little convenience store. And, you know, it's just it, that's their life's dream and it got destroyed, you know, and now they're building it back up like we all are. So anyhow, you know, yeah, this is hard. This is hard for everybody. And uh, if you want to help Jerry Bryant's help, keep him uh, moving forward. The dude beat cancer, help the dude out. Uh, Go fund me, look, search for Jerry Bryant or JBTV. You will find it. No problem there. There's one rich person out there. Just one. the, the sugar daddy without the sex is what Jerry's looking for. Yeah. You know, but at this, at that, at my age, who cares? <laughs> and I, I've got to think that there are people with a thing for that. Like I would like 70 year old bearded, almost 70 bearded <laughs> music, dude. I mean, there, there's probably a, a market for that. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, strange. So are you on the, still doing your Sunday night show and stuff at the radio station? What's uh, I'm so yeah. glad you asked. Look at that. He's turned, it's turning it around into an interview. Uh, Demo 312 is 10 o'clock every Sunday night on 101 WKQX, a full hour of independent Chicago music. And yeah, I'm doing it from right here. Yeah. Uh, the audio sounds suspiciously like this podcast. Really? Hey, yeah. uh, what's the big band right now uh, locally? What, what's oh, I'm not answering that. Um, Just give us one that, that people could check out because one that I could check out. Oh, don't put me on the spot. I don't like I, whenever I get asked to do that. I feel like I'm ignoring a lot Everybody of other bands. Asks me the same thing. And I do the I same know. answer because it's like they're your kids, isn't it? It's like, I, I mean, there's so many great bands. How do you say which is which? You know, which is. The yeah, one. it feels dismissive to just give a couple. Then the second I'm done, I'm like, uh, uh, that was a dick. I'm, move. The same I way. I'm yeah. sorry. I, I, you know, I apologize, James, for that question. <laughs> I, I'll answer it in the, the political promotional sort of way. If you want to hear. Some exciting new bands from Chicago, Sunday nights, 10 o'clock. Dude, this Sunday night where the music is always number one on 101 WQX. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what I would have said, where the music is always number one. That's that's my shtick. All right. I want to thank everybody who's been watching, contributing. We have um, viewers, really? We have viewers? Oh, yeah. Rob says, well said. Jerry, Bob says, beautiful words. Jerry, you are beautiful words. You are. Yeah, uh, you're quite the uh, the speaker. Wow. wow. Uh, well, you know, I used to do radio, too, back in the day, but, you know. <laughs> uh, Jimbo James says, hopefully COVID is a blessing in disguise for music artists. Lockdown. I, so. I think new oh, music. Yeah. See, you got really smart, intelligent viewers on this. This is awesome. Oh, dude, I, I could go on and on. I, I'm trying to wrap this up, but I. I <laughs> Sorry. You, you, no, you no, no, that's good. But I, if you're talking to Jerry Bryant. I, I can talk for hours. <laughs> but that is the beauty. I, I really. In, I, I have done radio for a long time and this is the beauty of a podcast slash video thing, whatever this is, right. is, is that kind of ground floor relationship you have with the audience and just the ability to communicate at this level, which radio is awesome, but you are just broadcasting through an antenna and sometimes you don't get to, ha- to have that call and response. And th- this is a really lovely aspect of what I do 
with Carcon Carney. Yeah, uh, although I never got, I'm sorry, I never got to your car, the one I was supposed to do with you in a car. Well, there's always 2021. You're going to be healthy. The world's going to be better. Um, and we'll have this all figured out and we'll, we'll go for something relatively healthy. Awesome. It's been a pleasure, James. You are just amazing. And the radio station and uh, you got a sponsor. What is it? CNH Financial or whatever it is. CNH Financial Services. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So, you know, I'd let you right into the close of your commercial. Isn't that cool? The best services anywhere and the best host right there, James. So anyhow, look at that. Thank you. It's been a pleasure being on your podcast.